Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. The Five Star Zone Podcast with Rico Baird and the Big Ten Network's Howard Griffith. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Baird, Howard Griffith from the Big Ten Network. Kind enough to join me today, Howard a whole lot is going on since the last time we talked. We had uh, the championship, uh, conference championship weekend happen. Yep. And, you know, started off with a bang. Friday night, that, that game felt like a playoff game. Yes. That, that game had me looking forward to the 12-team playoffs because, mm-hmm. you know, it was kind of like the Michigan-Ohio State game the week before. You hate to see a loser – but somebody's got to move on. You had Washington and Oregon played in a battle. Uh, later that, on that Saturday, Texas went in there and said, hey, we got to make a statement because we don't know who's going to win, but unfortunately we got to play first. They put up 49 points and let the committee know, you better put us in or else Devo coming after you. <laughs> and then you had the Alabama and Georgia game where – you know, everybody talks about, well, you, and then, and then, well, let me get to that. And then you have Florida State and you have Michigan playing. And both of those mm-hmm. games, Michigan, it was a coronation. Unfortunately, I don't think anybody thought that the Iowa was going to put up uh, that much of a fight. Yeah. They did defensively. And it was funny because Florida State did the same thing. Defensively, man, defenses were lights out. It took a, a, a punt return. And it took a fumble that may have been a fumble that may not have been a fumble, but the refs called it a fumble. So guess what, Howard? It's a fumble. fumble. (laughs) They they go on to win. Florida State gets left out. Michigan will now – they're number one. They're number one in the country. Mm -hmm. But they're – for being number one, you get Alabama. You don't get Florida State. Uh Uh-huh. A lot of controversy happened. Now, I did a pod earlier this week. And I haven't talked to you about this, Howard, so okay. I don't know how you feel. Okay. I said that the committee got it right. I said that based on what you saw at the time, though Florida State was 13-0, and they're not the team. And I, and I said this to somebody, and I think I said it on my show. If you're going in for heart surgery, and it's a world-renowned heart specialist, but that day the heart specialist – is throwing up, and he's sick. Mm-hmm. He got diarrhea. But you got to have your heart fixed that day. 
Uh-huh. Not two weeks from now, not a month from now. You're probably going to pass and go to the next guy. You're not going to stick with him. It's no offense to him, but he's not the same surgeon yeah. as he would have been if he's completely healthy. That's the same with Florida State. It's unfortunate. I felt bad. Jordan Travis plays. They're in. I thought Alabama was the fourth team. You knocked off the number one team. Mm-hmm. I felt bad for Florida State. I felt bad for Georgia. First time ever, the yeah. team that was number one going into conference championship didn't make it. Ever. So I'm glad yeah. we're going 12. Did they get it right? Or what you think about this? Well, I absolutely believe they got it right. I and mean, I think what you said at the end, the fact of the matter is, each week, and, and this is what happens. Listen, Florida State had an unbelievable year. The way Florida State has built that program after the last couple of years, Coach Norell has done an unbelievable job. So this really should have been them getting to the mountaintop and being able to say, this is how you build a program. We are back as Florida State. But unfortunately, when you had the injury a couple of weeks ago, they still were able to play and obviously still were undefeated and they won their championship game. But the committee's responsibility is to each week reset, yep. right? You say, who's the number one team? Okay, we've got that. Who's number two? Who's number three? Then let's we recalibrate who's the best out there, right? right. Who's best? Not who played the best a week ago. Not who was most deserving. Right. Who is playing the best right now? And it would be hard to argue with what Texas was able to do and then what Alabama was able to do. Again, in conference championship games. And those two teams are firing on all cylinders. And I know people, when they talk about Alabama, they want to bring up two weeks ago and they needed a Hail Mary to get there. So how could that possibly be one of the best teams? Well, we're not evaluating them from two weeks ago. We're evaluating what they did in the championship game. And that's what they're charged with when when they look through everything. But I know people get upset about it because they're like, well, they did this, they did that. Their resume says this. And I get it, but you know, to the at the end of the day, I want the best four teams that are available. And Florida State, if they had their quarterback, would be one of those teams. They right. would have been one of those teams. I think they would have scored more points, they would have looked more dominant uh, in their last several performances if he was there. Unfortunately, he was not, and it left a lot to be desired as far as what's gonna happen. Team. Man, I'm telling you, you you were at the Big Ten Championship game. I was at home watching back and forth. So I, I wanted to see, okay, what's Florida State look like? You know, is this fair? Man, it was bad. It, it was it was it was bad football. There's really no other way to put it. I guess one of the bigger questions was, how did Louisville get there? I understand why Florida State couldn't store, but yeah, like Louisville, your offense looks just as bad. A Howard. No one completed a third down yeah. conversion until like six minutes to go in the first half. Yeah. It was a punt fest. It was, man, it, it was like watching bad high school football. I mean, the Florida State, I mean, the, I guess that's that's the discredit. The defenses played great. Mm-hmm. Offenses were god-awful. I mean, it was just, you know, first and 10, second and 12, third and eight punts. Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, what you saw, the defenses showed up. And I think, you know, you get to conference games and you want to you want to see the high flying. You want to see the scoring. That's what you want to see. 
But as you saw in the Big Ten championship game, as you saw in the, the ACC, I mean, defenses are, are really, you know, were front and center uh, in, in all of those games. And, you know, Iowa was going against a guy who, who should have won the Broyles Award years ago, <laughs> right. and, and Coach Parker, because he, he does an unbelievable job. But that's just, you know, the, how, just how good defenses have been playing this year. But I tell you what, it's not going to matter because when it comes down to the 14 playoffs, you got to score points. Now it's about points. Points are going to be right. at a premium, and you're going to have to put them up. And, and listen, I know how good your defense can be. It's got to be about them taking the football away and making teams drive, you know, putting them on those 8, 12, 14-play drives and be able to score points. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Right. Now you look at Michigan in the Rose Bowl, taking mm-hmm. on Alabama, Jalen Milrow. I mean, is this a good matchup for Michigan? Is I mean, because right now, pretty much Vegas has this as a, as a coin flip game. Yeah. Ironically enough, those two teams got the best odds of winning the national title. So they're saying whoever wins this game, mm-hmm. You're looking at your, who's ever going to win the national title. Yeah. You know, I like what both these teams do. I, I like the fact that when you talk about Alabama just for a second, the way they, Milrow and what he's done, the way they built all year, right? Because I think one of the things that we, we really criticize Alabama for is that we haven't seen the Alabama that we were used to five, six, seven years ago. Just that dominant team from day one. They got the best players, the best quarterback, the best everything. And in this day and age now, uh, NIL and the transfer portal, that has kind of leveled the playing field uh, somewhat, I think, for a lot of programs that were could be able to just stop piles out. And Alabama was one of those places that could have a five-star yeah. backing up a five-star who's got a four-star backing him up. 
but it's not that way right now. So what we saw from Alabama probably is one of Nick Saban's better coaching jobs because he's had to maneuver and mold this team to where they are right now. So they are peaking at the right time. Milro was benched. Right. <laughs> I mean, people, he was benched. And it was, you know, whoever's, whoever, whoever the quarterback is, okay, raise your hand. You can start this week. That thing was an absolute disaster. And Tommy Reese finally got things together and figured, got everything figured out. And, and now they are rolling. So, you know, I like what they do. Listen, they're going to want to run the ball. Uh, you look at you look at what Michigan is set up, the way they are defensively. You know, there's going to be some times where Milrow is going to get out of the pocket. He's going to pull the ball down. He's going to make plays with his leg. This is probably, it is not probably, the most mobile quarterback that, that Michigan has seen and probably – you know, as far as the talent level is concerned in the pass game and the run that they've seen all year. So they're going to have their hands full and have to be very disciplined. So this thing could be a slugfest is what's, what I like about it. You know, they both have good offense and defensive lines. Uh, and it's going to come down to, like most time, uh, what quarterback is going to be able to get them out of trouble, get them into the best plays, and be able to make some plays with their legs and their arms. This is going to be a great one, I think. See, I, I look at this game similar to how I looked at that Michigan-Ohio State game. It's going to be first one to 21. Yeah. That's the key number because each team's going to grind it out a little bit. They're going to want to run the ball. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and who could turn the ball over the less? Now, Michigan benefited from the uh, McCord inter interception that yeah. uh, when Will Johnson stepped in front of it and set Michigan up for that early score mm -hmm. and forced Ohio State to play catch-up the entire game. I think the same holds true. If somebody gets that early score, easy score, yeah. the other team's going to have to break their norm. If you either team has to start throwing the ball, I think if they have to, I give a slight advantage to Milro over JJ. Yeah. Not that JJ can't do it. It's just Howard. I don't know. Just for the last four games or so, yeah, yeah, I've seen it now. Yeah. I've had people say on my radio show, it's well, it's because the whole once they got rid of Connor Stylings, everything changed. I don't, but I think that I think he's injured. I think yeah. this is one of those things that when the season is over, we're gonna find out the truth. Yeah, that's not the same JJ where he's just you know what I'm just gonna turn and hand the ball off to Blake mm -hmm. Corm and give it to Donovan. Short passes. You're not seeing that the, the JJ that remember at one point he was the favorite to win the Heisman. He was mm -hmm. coming off of a game where it was just like, man, look yeah. at this cat. Now all of a sudden he's not the same. So if it, you know, I don't know if a month of healing, I think it definitely is going to help Michigan. I mean, I, yeah. you look at him, when you look at Will Josh, you look at all the bumps and bruises that they have, it's going to help them. But then I look, it's not often that I can say the, the, the other coach, the coach other than Jim Harbaugh, is the one sitting at the head of the table. But it's Nick Saban. Mm -hmm. Normally, Jim sits at that head. But this time, he's got to get up out of his seat. That That is still Nick Saban with a month to prepare. That's why I'm looking forward to this because, yeah. man, I mean, if you told me it was a national title game, I would have been like, cool, let's <laughs> go. It's just a semifinal game, and then the winner has to then regroup 10 days later and play the winner of Washington and Texas, which I think that's going to be a shootout. That's one. No doubt. Video game football, the, it's, that's the Sugar Bowl. If you like old school hardcore football, 
that's the Rose Bowl. Yeah. You know what? I, I'm looking forward to it, man. I, I tell you, because, you know, I, I think when, when you think about Nick Saban being able to press all the buttons and also schematically get them into where they need to be, uh, and, and, you know, say what you want about Jim Harbaugh. He can press all the buttons and get those right. guys where they need to be. You know, the coaching staff, what, what, what Sharon Moore did this year with, I don't think it's been done in, in, in college football, at least not at the highest level. When you talk about being the head coach, right, the offensive coordinator, and the O-line coach, I think there's only, there's only two guys that are the offensive coordinator and the O-line coach and not, don't have the cold stuff with it. Uh, and all the college football, but then you add you add the head coaching title to that as well. And I'm telling you, he is primed. I think he is primed for you know a head a head coaching spot uh, when the right one is available. I think yeah, have- you said that because I mean, because sh- first of all, yeah, I didn't even think about that. He wore three hats. I sure hope he walked into Ward Manuel's office saying, <laughs> "I hope I'm getting three different checks. Get you, go get your money, brother." That's all I got to mm-hmm. say about that. But. Yeah, I mean, if you're if you're a coach more, do you just wait for the best job, or do you try to jump in this year and really capitalize while the getting is going? Because the reason being, I look at a guy like Matt Campbell at Iowa State, and for mm-hmm. a while, people were talking about he was going to coach in the NFL. Yeah, he mm-hmm. kept playing the waiting game. I'm waiting for the best job. I'm waiting for the best job, and then that window closed. And now it looks like he's going to be at Iowa State for a while. Mm-hmm. If you're Sharon Moore, see, do you strike now when everybody has seen what you have done, or do you kind of wait to see how the dust settles in Ann Arbor because maybe you end up getting that job? <laughs> or do you go and say, hey, I'm going to go and, you know, I'm going to take this job and get and start building my own legacy at some smaller school? And, and see, there lies question right when you say going to a smaller school the the challenge now has become i think when you're when you're one of these blue bloods you're being compensated so well that taking a step back or step down to run your own program if you don't believe that that's the right program is not necessarily a move you want to make I mean, he he has all the resources that he needs at Michigan. So, and I'm not going to stay or start naming institutions, but right. I don't think he's in a position. He does. He's not in a position where he needs to to strike right away, or you know, it, it's over for him. I, I think there's he's got more opportunities in front of him. He's obviously focused on on this next game, and then hopefully the game after that is where his mindset will be. But I'm sure if he has representation, you know, they've gone through and they've made calls and, and, you know, a lot of these deals are done before they're done. But I think he's in a, in a great position where he doesn't have to make a move. Some people have to make a move. Some people have to step down. With him being as young as he is, as charismatic as he is, and an ex is an old guy, and he's already proved that he can win the big games because he's already done it. Right. right. <laughs> so I don't know that he needs to necessarily be in a hurry. And I say in a hurry, I'm saying make something happen this year. Uh, unless, you know, something all of a sudden happens in Ann Arbor, right? But I think he's in a good position where he can just let it play out. 
and, and wait on to me, what I believe is the right situation for him. Because I think he's he's gotten he's answered a lot of the questions whether or not he can run the program. I mean, there's a lot of a ton of things he still has to learn. But mm-hmm. I think he's had the the experience of being in the biggest games, winning the biggest games uh, is really puts him a lot a lot further along than say just an offensive coordinator who has not been in his shoes or walked in his shoes to this point. Because the other thing is, you know, it's, it's rumor season and act you you in the Chicago area. And one of the biggest rumors that came out a few weeks ago <laughs> is maybe Kevin Warren picks up the phone and calls up an old buddy of his and says, hey, want to come coach my team, the Chicago Bears. Harbaugh, he's, he's made it he's made it no secret that he, he still has an itch to go back to the yep. NFL. Mm-hmm. See, that's why I'm thinking if I'm Sharon Moore, I'm just going to wait to see what Jim's going to do. Because you're right. I may, you know, every now and then, and I know this is going to sound bad if you're a Wolverine fan listening to Mm -hmm. this, it almost could be like that transition that Ryan Day got where you were already there and everything keeps going. You don't have to re-recruit. You don't have to rebuild a culture. Culture's there. You just have to improve upon it. If, If Jim leaves and go to pros, he's right there. He's got to be the first name and the only name that, you call and say, hey, we saw what you did in our darkest times. Mm-hmm. You led us through this. Congratulations. We're going to take that interim tag off. You're going to be the head coach. But because I say that, Harbaugh, he's going to – it's estimated to about eight, six to eight NFL jobs. Harbaugh wants you know, get back into coaching. Do you think he, he takes that because – you know, the darker side of this, you still got the NCAA investigation, but, you know, Pete Carroll left before the NCAA can come after him. He was mm-hmm. like, I'm the, now the Seattle Seahawks coach. Yeah. You let USC handle that. Could Harbaugh, you know, kind of outrun the NCAA and just say, I'm taking that NFL job? Man, you know, it's, 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 it's going to be fascinating because I think what we, what we have learned uh, about Jim Harbaugh since he's been at Michigan. And I guess you can go back to the Stanford days and when he went to the 49ers, that he wants to succeed, succeed at the highest level all the time. He wants to always be pushing himself and, and the team that he has around him. I, if, if he were to make a move, I would say this, if he were to make a move to the NFL, the next coach of Michigan is already sitting in the locker room, in the coach's yeah. office. He, yeah. he's already there, right? right. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think everybody wants, uh, the Michigan fans probably want to make sure that, that Harbaugh stays and the the long extension that is done or almost done or we're waiting for other things to happen, to be announced. I mean, they, they want to see that happen. And I, I think when you look at, when you look at him roaming up and down the sidelines. But see, that's just it, Howard. It, it, I kind of have a feeling, and maybe it's just me, that, you know what? In a perfect world, we win the national title, and then we just shake hands and, and part ways, and it's like a high school graduation. Hopefully, I'll see you sometime, and you go be successful. I'll go be successful. Because that contract extension, it's, just, it's been in limbo for a while. You got the pending NCAA investigation. Mm-hmm. I think in a perfect world, they win it all. Mm-hmm. We achieved our goal, and now we can kind of just go our separate ways. 
Hey, listen, I, I think if you I think if he wins the title or he's in the title game, uh, it's no doubt that people are going to be coming after him. That that we we can absolutely agree upon that. Um, that they're going to be coming after him. They're going to gauge his interest. They want to know whether or not you know he's willing to take that next step. That's that's part of it. And you, you know the the past flirtations he's had or the NFL's had with him and he's had with the NFL. And if they achieve the goals that they want in Michigan, he can really be comfortable in saying, he can already say it, Michigan is in a much better place now than they were when I took over. Mm-hmm. And that dude, he is, he is as loyal as it gets, right? And he's going to fight and he loves, his, he loves that program. So if he gets them to a point that, that they have achieved all the goals that they set out for, man, all bets are off. So then it's a matter of who is it? What team is there? What what type of opportunity is it for him? Do they have a quarterback? Some of the things that are, you know, how big, of a, what staff can he get to attain, uh, to put together to, to, to give it the best shot he can? But I, I wouldn't be mad at him at all if he decided to, if he accomplished his goals, he decided to, he wanted to move up and, and get back to a Super Bowl and actually win one. I mean, I think sometimes we forget this dude was—he wasn't just trying to get to. He was there. He was Beyonce blowing the fuse in New Orleans. Yes, from winning. I remember that was the, that's when they went, they had the blackout in the middle of the game, and all the lights went out. And when the lights came back on, his brother beat him. Yeah, which has to be—I I just imagine every Thanksgiving dinner that John somehow finds a way to reach over and grab the biscuits. And shows that ring as he passes it in front of Jim's face. Like, excuse me, I got to not get this. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I get a feeling that I get the feeling that those two are like that. I mean, they both know what who's got the upper hand at that level. Uh, I don't think it's probably not really talked about. Uh, See, I think it eats at them. I, I th- oh, they no, seem like two brothers that in the middle of the night, as old as they are, they in the yeah. backyard playing basketball one on one, risking breaking a hip. Yeah. Yeah. You know, listen, I, the reality is this, man. I think um, this is a this is going to be a fascinating next month, month and a half for, for Michigan football. It, it really is because they're getting a chance to get healthy. They're getting a chance to, to play against Alabama and the semis. And, you know, if they're able to get past that, have a chance to win a national title. So I, I think anything can happen. A lot can happen. You know, they've got signing day coming up right (laughs) there's so much going on that you know i I think once these coaches have locked in starting i'm guessing next week i'm sure they're out on the road recruiting a lot of them are anyway uh as soon as they can get back locked in next week when practice starts up back up for them again they're going to be as dialed in as they can possibly be because i think one of the things particularly when you're a young player or you're a young coach you may get the idea that, oh, yeah, we're good. We'll get, we can get back here. And for Michigan, getting back to the Big Ten championship game has become commonplace. Right. Getting to the 14 playoffs has kind of become commonplace. Right. So yeah, you got like Donovan Edwards. You don't – all you know is – What do I know? Yeah, we win the title. We beat Ohio State. We mm-hmm. win the Big Ten title, and we play in the playoffs every mm-hmm. year. Like, this, is, this is what we do. Yeah. So when you think about it, you know, their guys, the guys on that team are still really hungry. And I think a lot of what J.J. and, and, 
and Donovan Edwards, those guys had really meant to that team, and Blake Quorum had really meant. And when they talk about these guys believing one another, I go back three years ago when they first went on, when this run first started. And that's all they talked about was playing for one another. We wanted to change what, what the perception of Michigan football was. And now those guys are in a point now where, shoot, they have changed it. So now the expectations all of a sudden are different. But these guys are dialed in, and they're not – I think they're going to take advantage of the opportunity that's in front of them. Listen, every, all bets are on. All four teams got a chance to come home with that title. Right. But you've got to be the very best that you can be. And, you know, I think they had a right mindset to go out and uh, compete and get that accomplished. But, it's like I said, there's still a lot of things that are swirling around. Who's going to the NFL? I know you're playing in the game, but do you, are you playing in the game and you got one foot thinking you could be working on your 40 for the next month to assure yourself that you're going to run sub 4-4? Yeah. I mean, a lot. So there are a lot of things that are happening. Trying uh, not to get hurt and injured. So, you know, and, and I, I think part of it is, and, and we don't see this with the 14 playoff teams where guys want to opt out because, you know, they want to do some other things. You see it in some of the other games, which is unfortunate, but Howard, you nobody out in. I don't think you'll recognize anybody playing in Georgia versus Florida State. The irony is if I told you before championship weekend that was going to order, you know, four weeks ago that was going to be a bowl game, you would be mm-hmm. like, okay, which semifinal game is that? It's yep. not. Neither team's making it, mm-hmm. and everybody's going to opt out of that game. You'll see – backups to the backups you may yeah. see the wall adam sandler may actually show up as the water boy to play in one of those games because yeah. there's nothing there it is yeah it's, it's gonna be in, and that's a lot of teams are facing that partly because of when the portal window opened up and right? i'm glad portal you window opens right <laughs> and everyone jumps in and, and even you go back a week two weeks ago people were saying well i'm come i'm going to get into the portal i'm going to the portal but the portal just opened so now you got teams preparing Ohio State without their starting quarterback. Yeah. Which, when you think about it, it's like, what? How in the world? Yeah, I mean, I look at, like, Dylan Gabriel, Cam Ward, mm-hmm. you know, Kyle yeah. McCord. Like, what are we going on? I mean, Oregon State loses their coach. They don't have either one of their quarterbacks. Yeah. Matter of fact, one of their quarterbacks going to be visiting Michigan State this weekend. Like, mm-hmm. I think the NCAA has a problem, and it's funny because – it's kind of turning out to what I thought when they lost that whole, you know, portal and NIL thing, they just threw their hands up and they basically let the inmates run the asylum. Now they're coming up saying, Hey, we, we got this super conference that you can opt into and we're going to create our own new rules. I think one of the rules, I don't think that that is going to happen. I think it's going to be kind of a, a watered down version, but one thing that I think has to happen you can't have the portal going on during the bowl season. It, it's like if all of a sudden NFL free agency was going on right as the playoffs started. Mm-hmm. So now you got players like, wait, you was just a cowboy yesterday. Yeah, I know, but you know what? My contract's up, and now yeah. I'll be a Philadelphia Eagle next week. Like, that's not how the real world works. And I think it's it is so devaluing this game that we all love. They have to step in there. They have to do something different. It's okay if you want to go to another team. I, I tell recruits all the time, don't listen to the coach. Don't listen to – don't look at the name on the front of the jersey. What's the mm-hmm. best 
for you yeah. because that's where you're going to end up. Don't waste a year here and then jump in the portal because a lot of times when kids jump in the portal, the phrase I give them, hey, man, it's cold outside. You know, you you sitting in this nice cushy locker room right now, and you the backup. Hey, when you go to this other school, you're gonna take a step down. You're gonna be riding the bus. You ain't be taking planes. You're not gonna be sitting in a thirty million dollar locker room. Yeah. Be careful what you wish for. But now, when you see Kyle McCoy, the Ohio State quarterback, Chip yeah. Trainum, the, the, mm-hmm. who scored the game winning touchdown against Notre Dame. Yeah. yeah, I'm out. Like, what what are we what are we doing here that this is almost worse than community college because you really don't know who's going to be on what team from year to year. Yeah, it is. Um, it, it, it's a it's a huge problem to 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 make the understatement of the day. Uh, and how, whoever thought that it was this was a good idea to have the portal open when it opened, right? And then you only got a certain amount of days. But if you're in the playoffs, your window is extend, extended. Um, you've really put a lot of programs in in bad situations, right? Mm-hmm. And and particularly, you got teams that are preparing for ball games that don't even have their best players aren't even going to be available to them because they're in the portal. And it's 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 insane. It right. doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense. And listen, I'm all for. If a place isn't right for you, that you can go make a move exactly uh, to, to find a better place. But I now I'm even for if 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 you like Chop Robinson, Penn State. Hey, I'm just gonna opt out the bowl game because one of the most unfortunate things is is, is one of your partners at the BTN was, was Jake Butt. Mm-hmm. He went out there, he gave it all, okay. and it, it really ruined his career. He 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 could. We're talking about all the big time tight ends in the NFL. He would have been one of those guys, I thought. He got injured. His career, he got drafted. His career was never the same. So I understand when the top players are like, I can't risk getting hurt by a try-hard guy trying to make a name for himself mm-hmm. and hitting me in the knee and blowing it out. But you're right. When, when, when you're a school that, like I said, I look at Oregon State because DJ Ungalele mm-hmm. and, 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 and Aiden Childs, they're two quarterbacks. Not there. Dylan Gabriel leaves Oklahoma, but he's like, but I can play in the bowl game if you want. If you're Oklahoma, do you say, yeah? If you're O-lineman, do you just kind of give him one of them Olay blocks and be like, man, this is what you get for leaving us? Uh, Yeah, it really puts you, it it puts the whole program in in a tough spot because uh, it's hard to, it's hard to imagine if you're a young person and you decided I'm getting in the portal, um, that listen, your your teammates understand. Some of them do. You know, your guys understand why you made the decision you made. But then there's always going to be a part of like, dude, you couldn't wait. Yeah. Well, I would wait it to after the bowl game, but Still I could. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't. Right. right. And and then we talk about well, there there are only so many seats at the table, right? And you know, there, as many people are in there now, it, all of them are. Probably most of them will still be in there in in you know February. Yeah, and may not have a place yet to be able to go to. Uh, about three hundred people last year found out the hard way. They they stuck in portal limbo. They're I like to call them, they're the portal homeless. They went in there and they they now standing outside of programs with a tin cup in their hands in a cardboard box saying we'll block for food. Yeah, so, and, and they don't want to drop down. 
And, and no. really, that's what happens. That's really the only way for everyone to be able to play is that everyone's not going to make that, that lateral move or, or step up, be able to step up, because they have to remember some of the guys at those lower levels are the ones that are stepping up and playing because they proved themselves at that level. Yeah. And now coaches are like, shoot, he's already proved it down there. I know he's going to be hungry when it comes to our program. He's used to riding a bus. Mm -hmm. He's used to not right. the training table. He's going to be, he or she, I should say, will be very appreciative of our opportunities here at our institution where guys are, are and people are running away from it some people at a lower level are going to be more appreciative of what we can offer them. Yeah. Uh, last thing, man, going back to Kyle McCord, was this just kind of Kyle getting scapegoated because we didn't lost to Michigan for three straight years and somebody had to take the blame because that one came from nowhere. When I saw that news, I was yeah. like, well, you're the quarterback. You're the starting quarterback mm -hmm. of Ohio State, not University of Ohio. Mm -hmm. Not Miami of Ohio, but the Ohio State University. Yeah. And you're going into the portal. I'm sitting there like, what what happened here? Like, I just I, I I feel like maybe this kid was just the scapegoat. We're not firing Ryan Day, but you know what? You threw that pick. We mad at somebody, so somebody gotta go. I would have a hard time. I'd have a hard time believing that Ryan Day wanted Kyle McCord to leave. Right. I would not at all be surprised if you're Kyle McCord, you hear everything that's going on around you, you understand that at the highest level, this thing is a absolute business. So you've been hearing all year that you're not probably the guy, right? You're the weak link that's holding, holding us back. Whether you believe it or not, it's portal time. You are, do we just think Ohio State is not having conversations with these some of these quarterbacks that are out here. And if they are, right, you, you have to assume that they are because it's like anything else. Yeah. You're, you're kicking the tires and you want to know, can you upgrade your roster? you got to beat Michigan. Yeah. That's Ryan Day's job to make sure he can put the best roster together within the rules. And within the rules now, says he can go look in the portal or they can evaluate the people in the portal and someone in the portal is better than what we have. Now, I also don't believe that he would have said, it's your job, so you don't have to worry about it. You're, he probably said, hey, you're going to have to compete. I'm not just saying you're the starting quarterback this year, next year, even though you finished this year. you got to compete around here. We no just can't stuff out. Yeah, no starter and, wants to hear that, man. Yeah, and the reality is this. If you've been the starting quarterback at Ohio State and you've done the things that Kyle has done this year and you've improved but everything still wasn't perfect because everyone's still comparing me to the first-round draft picks that came out of this place the last three years. Maybe I'm not that first-round draft pick yet. Maybe I haven't ascended to that as far as my skill set is yet. But I'm not going to sit here and wait and have Ohio State bring the next guy in or whatever, and then I'm on the back. I'm sitting here looking like, what happened? So he's made a decision that I'm, I need to go somewhere where I'm going to be appreciated, and I get it and understand it, but at places like Ohio State, you've got to compete. And when 
it is perceived that, you know, there are other players out there because the conversations happen. Well, if we just had this quarterback, we could do this, this, and this. Those conversations are happening. I mean, they, they're not silly. They understand it. It's it well, Howard, it's funny because, you know, I, I had a conversation with a current player and I was just, you know, talking to him and like, so what goes into the whole portal thing? Just kind of get it from their perspective. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, for me, I got to, I'm submitting a proposal to the team and to the coach. This is what, this is my bottom line. This is what I'm looking for. If they can match that, then I'm good to go. If they can't, I got to start looking at what's best for me. And it blew my mind. Like I'm having this conversation. Like, man, football has changed where he's like, I I like the school, but if they're not going to pay me what I'm asking for, I got to go find a new school who's going to pay me what I'm asking for. Mm -hmm. It's a chicken and the egg. Because if I couldn't be – I probably couldn't be a coach because I'm not paying a lot for somebody off potential. But you come in here and you score or you throw touchdowns or you give me sacks, man, I'll make sure that you have enough money to put cheese and bacon on your Whopper but I'm not going to pay you up front based off of how good your high school stats were. So this is, it's interesting we're having this conversation because this is, NIL was supposed to be, in, in its truest sense, you being able to profit off your image and likeness at the college level, what you've done, what you've earned wearing this uniform, right? Mm-hmm. And what it's turned into is a bidding war for not only is it the high school services just to get a kid in the door, but now it's a bidding war for the guys that are even on your roster. Mm-hmm. Because as you just said, that that is the exact way it should be explained. I just got a proposal. Or my high school coach just got a proposal for my services at this school. Yeah. I don't want to leave. And that's best. I don't want to leave because I really don't want to start over. I really like it here. I'm comfortable here. Right. I know where to park. I know where my classes are. I know everything that's mm-hmm. going on on this campus. But I kind of need you to meet this number. Right. They offering 50 grand more than what you offering. And that's and and that's what we've gotten to. And that is part of what we're seeing in this portal world. I mean, guys go out and like, shoot, I might as well go test and see my value. I, I know people need me. I'm the best player on the team. They need me. If I'm not going to the NFL or the NBA and I'm going to be here another year, well, what are you offering me? I got to make as much money as I can before the well yeah. runs dry. Man, it is it is crazy to think that that's, that that's where we are. But unfortunately, that's where we are. And if you're a program that is competing, that is high profile, you're in that situation where you have to be able to to meet the needs and the demands. And how you weigh that, how you weigh that conversation, I don't know, man, because I, you know, these coaches are like, well, shit, I'm here to coach. I'm not here to, to pay you. But Matt Rule said it the best, right? Yeah. It's two million, two and a half million dollars for a starting quarterback, and you, you're like what? It is, and, and Howard, I'll ask you this. I don't know if anybody's ever asked you, but go back to your days at Illinois. 
what you walk into the coach saying you're worth. <laughs> right, right. How yeah. much – what you walking in there saying, coach, I'm looking right. at – this This my value. What, 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 what would you have set for yourself? I had no idea. I've never really – I've never thought about it, you know, for myself. But I look at guys that, that maybe I played with, like a Jeff George. I mean, they would have given any and everything to, yeah. to pay Jeff George. You think about USC, regardless of what you think happened or did that, what would they pay for Matt Liner? What would they pay for Reggie Bush? Uh, when you talk about Hall of Fame, college Hall of Fame players. You know, here's the funny thing. Thinking about, you know who would probably have been the biggest quarterback to ever hit the transfer portal? Because I always thought his talents was wasted at Virginia Tech was Michael Vick. Michael Vick. Woo! Could you imagine if the portal was available for Vick's senior year? Yeah. Things Virginia Tech made it to the national title game off of one man. They was a one man crew. They were yeah. god awful, and then it was Vic, and that was. How about it. a guy like Peter Warwick in Florida oh. State? I mean, there are all kind of names that are out there now. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Well, you just <laughs> like man, this guy. If you took him and put him there, woo. But yeah, I just think I always thought of Vic, like because Virginia Tech just came from nowhere, or oh no, even Randy Moss. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Randy would have broke the bank. Yeah, and, and you would have been happy to have him on your team. Yeah, even if he was, even if he was just the, uh, you know, like we got to rename the stadium. That's okay. Yeah, whatever. Well, right. it, yeah, it's a uh, man. It, it, it's a it's a crazy time, but you know, I, I just think that if you don't if you don't have the infrastructure in place, and I'm not talking about the money side of it. Because uh, you need that now. It's a big part of it. But you've got to have the infrastructure. And I'm talking about the back office people. I'm talking about, you know, making sure that you you know exactly what's going on uh, with your team, who's unhappy, who's not. And, you know, I kind of got this from Urban. Uh, Urban knew everything that was going on on that team. Because it was, whether it was a GA that had a tight relationship with one of the star players, because that's often – Kind of how some, you know, because that GA may be working with them all the time, uh, doing things, uh, whether it's someone in the training room, you, you've got to know everything that's going on with your team, who's unhappy, who's thinking about making a move. Um, I, these, are, these are things I need to know. They, they, that stuff shouldn't be coming out of left field. I need to know that somebody's unhappy about it, and then I need to go ahead and deal with it. But that's why I think a lot of these back offices and back rooms – have just mushroomed with so many people that are out there uh, trying to to get whatever edge you can get in your program and understand it within within the legal boundaries of it. But but it's just so much going on right now, and people have so much access to the student athlete now that um, it, it's it's tough. It's a tough business right now. It's a very difficult business, but obviously. It's rewarding because those guys are being paid unbelievable amounts of money to produce wins, and they only get a lot of pressure. 12, 13, 13 weeks, whatever it might be, uh, to go out and prove that you 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 can run a program and, and you're good enough to to keep things going. Yeah, Howard. Yeah, appreciate your time. College football is changing. We're gonna get. A, we're going to have a, a truer breakdown on the Rose Bowl a little bit later on before the game comes up, people. But 
so much happened. I haven't really talked to Howard, and I wanted yeah. to keep it that way because I wanted to, his genuine reaction on a lot of stuff. I hope you enjoyed this because even if you didn't, I enjoyed this. <laughs> no <doubt. laughs> Howard, when we come back, I want you to tell me how much would young Howard have walked in there and said, I want I'm not letting you off the hook. It's as simple as I need a car. I need, you ain't got to answer now. Just okay. think about it. Okay. Just think about it. All right. For Howard Griffith, you can see him on the Big Ten Network. I'm Rico Beard. Thanks for watching. Keep liking, subscribing. Keep telling your friends you've been watching the Five Star Zone. We'll see you next week.